trying to find some of those songs that you know had all those different elements coming in because there was a lot of other groups doing that kind of thing besides you know someone like Ian yeah that is true that is very true his music is representative of a larger phenomenon and the music is saturation is not just it's 8.59 a.m. Saturday, September the 10th, 2022. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the And that's really all I have to say about that. I love Saturday mornings because we get to listen to some songs we really like. Come Saturday morning, I'm going away with my friend. We'll travel for miles on our Saturday smiles. I like that song. It's not a bad song. It's a little cheese ball. It's cheese ball, but I still like it. Yeah, it's true. I like cheese ball stuff. That's true. There are certain cheese ball songs that are... Anyway, so we've been listening to lots of good songs this morning. Yes, we have indeed, madam. And uh, boy, oh boy, what a lineup. What a band, what a night, what a crowd. But I stopped your usual stream of consciousness uh, intro. I did? You did? I thought maybe I did. What was I saying before you stopped me? <laughs> the Bill and Diane Show's theme song. Oh. That's what I was saying. Oh. What you were saying before I stopped you. Yeah, that's all right. It's a fine morning, it, although smoky. The smoke hath descended upon us. The air is unhealthy for breathing. And yet, we continue to do that. Why do we choose to continue breathing when it's so unhealthy for us, Diane? Well, you know. You know, it's a big human question, really. Think about it. And I don't know how many people are asking themselves that right now, but uh, I sure am. But it's pretty in here. It's true. It's true. And it's been a, it's been a, what has it been? It's been a pretty nice week here in Lake Abundance. Um, Most things. Work and work and happen. And yeah. I did the ancient victories layout. That's right. That's right. That did happen. But all seemed to be pretty goey pretty and nice. flowy. Goey and flowy. Right. And I just want to remind everybody that today is shine on, shine on, harvest moon up in the sky. I ain't. Had no love since January, February, June, or July. Well, actually, or I have September, had some. <laughs> as the case may be. I've had some love yeah, since then. That's true. <laughs> but it is the harvest moon today. Yeah, it is. Although we may not see it. One month from, let's see, is today? What's the date today? I just said it. <laughs> I, was just, I was just there. It's the 10th, yes. One month from today, I'll be, I'll be sitting on top of the rocks. And maybe you will watch, see the moon. Watching the, watching for the full moon. Yeah. 
That's right, Diane. It is a. Uh, it's, it's got resonances. It's archetypal it's, elements and. Uh, is anybody else having a hard time believing this is September? I mean, it just doesn't feel at all like a September in in the Northwest to me yet. No, not quite yet. But I can feel the air is changing. The, it whatever, definitely is in the whatever it is in the air that makes even a cool day in the summer feel uncomfortable to me seems to be kind of fading you know well i noticed last night that i actually got a little cooler um kind of in the morning time Hmm. i was like wow i need this little extra blanket so interesting i have not had that happen to moi yet well you're a little i don't know that that happens to me that much well, I know I, I'm, I've woken up cold before. You're a generator of heat in yeah. all ways. Neat. Special. Perfect. Yeah, I, I think it's been a kind of wonderful week. I really do enjoy... Um, I enjoy writing the articles I write for The Ancient Victories. Uh-huh. And we had talked about going out to see Tim Noah's uh, The Pond Beyond when we went out to visit him in April, I think it was, or May, or something like that. Yeah. But I hadn't written the story for it until fairly recently. Yeah. And I really do enjoy it. I don't know what it is about writing an article that... I always drag my heels on it. And once I'm in it, I just so enjoy it. But I I have this mental hurdle to go over before I'm able to to actually achieve it. So yeah. And then it always tumbles out of me, just like and I don't have to worry about it at all, but it takes something to get to the point where I want to sit down and do it. It has to percolate, and I would say that you know, in with the Tim Noah article, you had just a lot of information to draw on. Yeah. And you had to kind of you were trying to squeeze it into a very small space, and you'd been given the task of writing the story with a specific idea in mind. But what we talked to Tim about turned out to be so much more. Oh, there's a really elegant spider web with a big old honking spider. Oh, I know. I've been seeing that spider web being built. Mm. Neat. Well, I'm kind of glad for it. Well, I, I tr- it's true. But, uh, yeah, I guess I don't have to go out there anytime soon. We have this deck here that we feel sad about because we never use it. And it's not a fun place to hang out. But it's, it's the reason it isn't is because of all the beautiful trees that are overhanging it. And uh, we love the trees so much. The trees are beautiful, but it also leads to a very buggy experience out there. It's very buggy out there, and it's also, the you know, I have to go out and shovel it at least once a year because of all the tree debris that builds up out there, which becomes a compost layer. And, um, you know, so I'm building soil, so I guess we are doing something. Yeah, we're we're doing something. But, I mean, the only way to get that stuff off of there is to, I take my snow shovel out there, spread a tarp out underneath on the on the asphalt under, in the parking lot and just shovel it over onto the thingy. It's not a bad method. Then I can just drag the tarp down to the yard waste container. 
but I need to do it on a Thursday when the yard waste container is empty. But you're glad you stopped in I'm, on yeah, this. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> That was a fairly well-structured digression, although boring as hell. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. You know? If you think about it. Yeah, ham and eggs. What, my, what my brother would call a crabgrass conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good term. That's a good term. Yeah. Yep. Beyond the verge. Into the thick end. Well, I'm all done. You know, I don't know about you. I said we play a song, get the hell out of here. No. Sorry. I'm just kidding. I think one of the... I can edit that out. The you enjoy... That no, out? it's okay. Um, <laughs> these are the conversations that yes. we have on a Saturday morning. They can't all be gems, okay? <laughs> Some of them have to be crap grass. <laughs> um, I had a really interesting venture in the in the reading world this week due to a friend of mine who was saying that there's a daemon um, and just in case people don't know what a daemon is uh, because you know a lot of people could say oh a demon but it's daemon d-a-e right no it's d-a-i-m-o-n oh d-a-i so I've heard it pronounced daemon too. But it can be D A E M O N. That's a variant. I've heard it. I didn't. Doesn't Michael Mead call it a daemon or a daemon or something? Like I that? don't know. Yeah, I know. Um, let's. Anyway. Right. In classical Greek religion, it's a supernatural power, and it was in Homer. And so it's not a person. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a force. It's a force. Okay. And in Homer, the term is used almost interchangeably with theos for a god. The distinction there is that theos emphasizes the personality of the god and the daemon is his activity in that situation. But, um, but it was really interesting because one of my friends who's really into mythology was saying that for every little slice of an astrological chart... You know, you've got the, for example, your signs, little um, slice of the pie of the zodiac. But each of those slices of the pie is further sliced into another three, uh, which is are called decans. Anyway, so for each three, there's like a daemon associated with that, that slice. I just thought that was just a fascinating thing. And he's, he was talking about his daemon being um, nemesis. And nemesis is a fascinating Greek entity to me. And I've been thinking about nemesis a lot because nemesis's uh, purpose in life is to sort of balance things a bit. And particularly if somebody is having too much good fortune in life and is getting away with a lot of stuff, Nemesis is going to balance the scales. And just with the world events so far, I've thought a lot about Nemesis lately. So I say, wow, 
nemesis is your daemon. Wow, that's interesting. So I said, well, do you know what my daemon would be? And he told me that my daemon was a whole category of entities called the nymphi, the nymphs. And the thing that was so fascinating to me about being introduced to this is because he said, that's my entity, you know, my daemon is an, an entire class of entities. I looked it up in Greek mythology and, and learned this wonderful thing about the way that the Greeks viewed, I mean, ancient Greeks, we're not talking about present time viewed the the world that they were that they saw spirits in everything and that they saw uh these the nymphs were supposed to be female spirits that were in the trees and in the rivers and brooks and and uh honeybees and stuff like that and i just thought wow i just found that so fascinating so uh, it says they were the female spirits of the natural world, minor goddesses of the forests, rivers, springs, meadows, mountains, and seas. They were the crafters of nature's wild beauty, from the growing of trees, flowers, and shrubs, to the nurture of wild animals and birds, and the formation of grottos, springs, brooks, and wetlands. I just thought that was such an amazing way of seeing the world, and yeah. and certainly that... Um, it's known as an animistic way of viewing the world, uh, which is basically Animate. that you attribute that the plants, inanimate objects, and natural phenomena actually have a soul. And I just love that. And yeah. I feel like if we had not lost that over time, that we would not be doing what we do to the planet, you know? So that was an actual uh, blessing in my life this week was just to be reading about these different beings that the Greeks had, the ancient Greeks had associated with things. Yeah. Pretty interesting stuff, Diane. Well, and your... Uh, yours was an an interesting one too. I'm just trying to look it up. Your daemon for your slice of the astrological pie is Okeanos or Oceanus. Hmm. He was the primordial titan god of the great earth encircling river Okeanos, font of all the earth's fresh water rivers, wells, springs, and rain clouds. He was also the god that, who regulated the heavenly bodies which rose and set into his waters. I just think that's so much, uh, you know. <laughs> Such a better way to think about life. <laughs> I know. I, I sometimes feel like what happened is we got out of the poetry of life. Yeah, I agree. And, and kind of went into this, more prose like hey gotta get the things done yeah, gotta like do that yeah, it's like we sometimes we decided rather than living on the earth we were going to live off the earth yeah you know? but i just it really has 
a lot of my pursuits right now are pointing me to reading more mythology. I've always yeah. been interested in mythology. Well, now you're free to go where you go, go where you want to go, do what you what you want to do. Go. Yeah, but I found it very interesting because there is a collage that I made that most people that's one of their favorite collages by my hand right. which is uh one that has it's on my cover page right now lots of green bowers these spirited trees that ha actually have human forms and mm -hmm. and as i was reading through the nymphi i don't know if i'm pronouncing it correctly i probably am not Whee! um I realized that I had had several sorts of nymphi in there, in that collage. Uh -huh. One of them being the dryads, who are the spirits of the trees, and the um, they had all these these breakdowns. But there were also nymphs of the underworld, and I had the underworld represented in the caves in there. And I was thinking, wow, that's so you know, fascinating. Part of what is fascinating to me about all of that, the intricacy of it, um, is you, I think about how did these people live day to day? What were the work so that they had this kind of time to think about these kinds of things and assign meaning to everything around them? You know, uh, what kind of what was day to day life like? What I mean, because they that that uh, kind of mythology had to come from a lot of contemplation, a lot of time to contemplate things. Uh, a lot of times not, not being busy trying to, you know, feed and clothe and, you know, do all the necessaries. So you think the way culture had to be structured, or was it still a stratified thing where only the elite got to do these things or whatever? I don't know. I don't know either, but I, I intend to read more to find out because... I was so struck by just my cursory reading mm -hmm. of this, mm -hmm. thinking about how we don't think of nature at all in that kind of sense of thing. Well, you know, I do, and a lot, I think a lot of people do. Yeah. You can't be out in a forest and not feel that you're... Or even walking down the street. Yeah. You, know? you can't. You can't like avoid it. You when know. I'm going th on a walk and I have certain trees that I bow to and I I feel a kinship to them. This tree these trees that surround our house are I think of them as guardians mm -hmm. of us and the house. Yeah. And so that's still present in my head. Uh I'm sure it is in a lot of people's, but our society does not foster it. It does not nurture that kind of thought. No, it doesn't. So, in any event, I think it's a really wonderful thing to visit that. And, you know, it makes me want to re-read the Iliad and the Odyssey, too. Because I'm aware of many of the stories, but I have not read that since high school years, I think. After we had already recorded this, I realized that I should have looked up how to pronounce these words beforehand. 
because you can do that online. And so I would like to give you the actual pronunciations by having the person pronounce it that knows how to pronounce it. Daimon. Nymphia. Say what? <laughs> Nymphia. <laughs> Okeanos. Dryad. So, we just want to be absolutely correct. I just went blithering into this whole... Blithering? Blithering. <laughs> you actually did that? I blithered oh. into all my ideas without... I was aware of the without, blithering as it was happening. But. Without finding out how to actually pronounce these things. Mm. Of course, I am not of Greek origin, so, you know. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> how many other podcasts you listen to that have footnotes, huh? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. That was kind of a highlight of my week other than doing the layout and stuff yeah and I am buried in poetry as you know that's the same same impulse in a different direction (coughs) yeah I need to play more guitar I got a gig coming up you know in October right October right yeah we're getting along in September pretty fast here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's true, Diane. It's true. So this morning, it was really interesting because I was aware that today was the full moon, the Mm -hmm. harvest moon. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to a, a playlist of songs that sort of a randomized one of the songs that came up was Harvest Moon by Neil Young Mm -hmm. and I was thinking oh my gosh that's right it's the Harvest Moon today I should we should honor that but neither Bill nor I are just wildly excited by the Harvest Moon song by Neil Young and um, so I presented the idea to Bill of playing one of the songs that I always associate with the moon, but it might be sort of a stretch for some people. I mean, I I think that, um, I don't know what everybody thinks when they hear that song. Um, It's called Hymn to Her, H-Y-M-N to Her. Amazingly clever title. Yes. By Chrissy Hind, uh, The Pretenders is the group. And this song has such power for me, and I have always thought of it as being uh, a hymn to the moon, or the goddess of the moon. So it kind of fits in with the the Greek animistic kind of ideas, that there's an actual being. But I, I had not been introduced until I was quite... Uh, quite old. I, I want to say I was in my, maybe my 40s or something. Yeah, when I Get was, Closer was, one of the, was a later album. Right. Oh, no, I mean, not oh. not to the song. But I had not been introduced to the concept oh. that the moon was, had this, this lore about it being the maiden, the mother, and the crone all in the being of the moon and i actually read that it was that was really what the trinity was meant is that and that it was 
one of those aspects that had been taken from the pagan concepts mm-hmm. that of the Trinity, and then it was changed into the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But but really, the the idea of the maiden, the mother, and the crone all being in one being a triumvirate is uh, it makes sense in this kind of Trinity. Right. But I just always loved that concept after I heard it. And I loved the aspects of the moon that that it's always changing, that it's waxing and waning, that it's got a period where you don't even see it. And, um, and so I have been quite fascinated by those concepts for uh, since my middle age. And especially because my name comes from the goddess of the moon, Diane. It's from, it's the Romanized version of um, Artemis. So when I first heard this song, um, I'm the Pretenders and Chrissy Hind is a songwriter. They are one of my favorite groups ever. And I just, I was bowled over by this song, by how beautiful it was. And it really does feel like a hymn to me. But it seems like an honoring of the moon. And I think it has powerful information that the moon shares with us, which is things are always changing. And yet they are not changing. I mean, it's sort of the the more things change, the more they remain the same kind of situation. So... Christiana reminds me of Mike Scott, the water boys. Oh yeah, you know, I can definitely there's, see that. There's something in the their the sensibility in their songs, the and the breadth of subject matter and, and attitude. I don't know. Yeah. Pretenders, they were they Gary are. Gary and Oh they they are. Are they still playing together? Yes, wow. So. That's cool. Yeah, I know that Chrissy Hind and the drummer guy are still the pretenders. Well, Gary introduced me to them. He introduced me to so many groups. And I still remember when I first heard the first song by them, I was just totally mm-hmm. in love with it. The first song I ever heard by them was Talk of the Town. Yeah. That Gary included on one of his... What's, what's, the, what's that one song called? That goes... It's just kind of a... <laughs> more tense or something. Gonna make you, make you, make you more tense. Come on. Pardon me, I'm gonna have another drink of coffee. <laughs> my, my. You boy. Imagine this. good coffee. Cause I won't let you Nobody else here. <laughs> Nobody by me. I'm special. It's you, so special. I got to. the rhythm in that song is just. Got to have some of your attention. attention. Give it to me. She just has such an interesting way of, of. Unknown color. Unknown color, Diane. Unknown color. Unknown color. <laughs> Unknown color. Stop it. Oh. Siri, make it go away. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, maybe we should just go ahead and play the song. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think so. Because, you know, I, I haven't made sense for 45 minutes or so. <laughs> Let me inside you Into your room I've heard it's lined With the things you don't show Lay me beside you Down on the floor I've been your lover From the womb to the tomb I dress as your daughter when the moon becomes round You'll be my mother when everything's gone Round. 